0: the Spiritual Seeds Podcast. This is a podcast for the spiritually curious among us. I'm your host, Leisha O'Connor, psychic, author, and spiritual teacher. It is so good to have you here. really good to have you here again. I'm excited this week to bring you a conversation with Catherine Flynn. She's an angelic healer and I actually had a session with her a while ago and it was absolutely beautiful. Highly, highly recommend that you check her out. You'll find her on Instagram at cf energy healing. Now Jenny is sedated in the corner. Catherine was wise enough to bring her some flowers, a nice bouquet, she likes lilies, just FYI. Some chocolates and also a muffin basket. She likes both muffins and chocolates. So that's just for future guests, just so you know. Um, I would highly recommend that course of action. But she's she's happy. She's ha- We're good. We're good, Jen. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. So um, we'll all be on our best behavior today. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. I will talk to you soon. Welcome to the Spiritual
1: Seeds podcast. It is really good to have you here. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much, Leisha. Um, I'm absolutely delighted to. I'm here and excited. This is my first podcast excellent very good is it oh cool I yeah. didn't know that actually I saw
0: on your page of the day that you're doing a public speaking event soon so I, I'm, I'm like that's amazing that's great you're getting your voice out there and getting your it takes a lot of courage to do public speaking like that are you comfortable with that are you
1: absolutely <laughs> <breaking> not <it? laughs> no absolutely not since the day I was born I tend to jump feet first and then I think about it afterwards so I'll be absolutely fine and then I will have. To say my piece or do actually whatever, and I'll be like, What have I agreed to? You know, yeah. I am a typical Pisces, don't really think about things, just do them, and then it's like, Oh god, what have I after? Get myself sucked into. But look, it's yeah. great to spread the word about angelic realm. There's a sound yeah. bunch, it is minding me, minding you, and it's done in the Clayton Hotel in Sligo on the 10th of April. So it is in aid of the Northwest Hospice. So there's going to be. I will be there doing energy healing. There will be more people there. I'm just not sure who they are yet. I'll find out on the day, but it's on in Sligo. So it's on from half 10 to half four. So if you are in the Sligo area, I would really encourage you to come by. I think it's going to be an amazing day.
0: Yeah. Lovely, lovely. Sounds really nice. Is that the one that used to be a psychiatric hospital?
1: I actually do not know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I stayed in. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the Clayton in Sligo years ago for a okay. wedding and the rumors going around beforehand oh, okay. was that it was haunted. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and that it used to be a psychiatric hospital. And oh my God, I worked myself into a tizzy considering because I was by myself. I mean, I was mm-hmm. with loads of friends, but I was staying in a room by myself. Okay. Single ladies. And um, (laughs) my room was at like the furthest. It's like I had to walk for half an hour to get there. It was like the furthest end of the hotel. And... I just through all the stories I had been hearing for like weeks at work we yeah. were telling stories and people that was going to the wedding were telling stories I just got it into my head that my room was going to be haunted oh. and I do think well I actually do there was something there okay you know, I freak I just freaked out when I had to go to bed and I ended up having to sleep in my friend's room on the couch
1: <laughs> it's the worst it's the worst we went to Markley Castle and about like a day before we went, I think it was Roz person shared that it was haunted by like a little girl. Pippa, I'm sure. Oh yeah, sleep gone, sleep gone.
0: <laughs> no sleep will be
1: happening. <laughs> oh my God. God, that's guess Do you have um experiences with ghost you carry on? Do you know what I did when I was 13? I know I think I had one when I was nine, and then I had one when I was 13. So my I, I suppose I, I experienced death for the first time when I was nine, when my mother's father died. I remember being down in the back of the garden now. My grandfather used to always bend over, you know, and he'd be eating his kind of porridge in a very humped kind of um position and I remember being down at the end of my um of my garden and looking in going I think I see granda sitting on my bed and I kind of left it it was fine but then when I was 13 my dad's father passed and I would have been very close with him he would have passed in the house and a week later after he died I was doing my homework and I turned around and there he was sitting at the end of the bed like (laughs) like He was in proper physical form but of course I was 13 and I was like oh my god there's a ghost in my room so um I ran out and I was like oh dad granddad's inside my room and he's like no no he's not <laughs> but like yeah like that would be my kind of ghost experience I kind of have had experiences of feeling spirits and spirits coming through but so I, I kind of think from that day there was a fear instilled in me so you know once mm-hmm. that fear kind of comes in a blocks you know so you wouldn't work with past loved on so much Not really now. They have come through on one occasion. One past loved one was coming through on several occasions for this one person's healing. And eventually they needed to be guided back to the light, essentially. So that is the greatest honour of all when you are doing um, healing and working with the gorgeous archangel um, Azrael doing that um, that was incredible but it wouldn't be something that I would say like I'm definitely not um, a medium it's not something that I would I suppose advertise as you know Mm. and I'm very careful when I do feel things because it's you know it's a very sensitive topic as well so
0: Mm, yeah absolutely I don't really work with that realm myself much Mm -hmm. at all but a lot of it to be honest with you is it being instilled in me when I was younger all the fucking ghost stories yeah and scary ghost stories and scary we had we, we had I think we had a book called the encyclopedia of ghosts and spirits and there was creepy oh pictures in there. I mean, what was that book doing in our house? I must, I must confront my parents about <laughs> it. But I know that it just instilled. There was really, really creepy pictures in there, okay. and you know, pictures with like it would be like a really old picture, but you could see a spirit behind the person. Oh my
1: god, I can't cope when I see those, Lisa. I know I have the heebie-jeebies
0: hope. now. just yeah. like, <laughs> she was just thinking about it. Yeah. I need to light up my sage again. So that sort of thing has always turned me office which but I think it's fine I think it's either for you or it isn't you know what I mean you definitely wouldn't want to start doing it just because you can just because you think it will be you know what I mean for sure you need to be very very able for for that kind of work psychologically like you know no more than working as a psychotherapist or something like that you know you do need to be very very able and I think quite well trained to work in that area it's so sensitive for people
1: I think so. I don't think you, I, I mean, I know people are born naturally and to um, connect with spirits, but as you said, like you're taking on people's trauma, maybe on how they pass, maybe on why they've come back like that. I think it's something that you definitely need to be mentored in, that you do need to have training behind I don't know if you watched oh god I can't remember his name Tyler, Tyler it's on Next, that's the one like I did watch it yeah watching him like I was very on the fence about him at the start well not him but the whole kind of show but like watching him like I was like oh my god stop he's poor body so you know yeah. um in, it, but it is yes. incredible you know yeah
0: you do wonder about that like I had never heard of him before right I, even though he's supposedly a celebrity or something yeah. like I'd never heard of him before I, I think you were the only person I ever heard even mention it on I think it was you did mention it yeah 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 you? yeah and I was like okay I'll give it a go so I've seen his name and I love the show but I love the personal stories yes. behind it as yeah. well you know his yeah. own family story so interesting but what was fascinating was like the physical toll that it takes on his body and i've heard of that i mean i remember there was a guy who oh gosh i don't know he's like a millionth cousin or something like this from australia and he was down in my dad's land and he happens to be able to divine for water and this is down in the burn where there's like streams everywhere under the ground and my dad asked him would he do it down in his land anyways he did it but he said that he didn't like to do it that often because it gave him pain in his heart or his chest okay. or something like that and I'm just I just kind of wonder like is this just a physical toll that some people have to accept or is it just that they don't know how to protect themselves
1: I I, I wonder what's going on there yeah. I don't know I don't know like I, I know like so moving to Sligo my husband's mother talks about a lot about the actual cure and about people who have gifts and mm. she had spoken actually about a man who had that a bit up of your side it is Isn't I it, like it's big up around oh, yeah yeah like so I'm not from here you know yeah. or, you know originally so I'm like oh my god this is like the most amazing thing ever so um <laughs> but, um, but she you're like really, I've ended up where I was supposed to be oh 100% like soul was calling come back home come back home but um she was telling me a story about that a man who was able to find water like that but just that he was told that if you find water you will lose a loved one to actually water and really sadly he did and also you you would wonder but then there's this idea that they're given this gift and it's this it's almost like a kind of calling but yeah there's 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 a around the whole Mm -hmm. cure and the Irish cure you know um because even here there's a lad who has to cut himself for the cure of actually shingles like and it takes the world out of him Mm -hmm. you know You know what? I'm only just
0: making a connection now. And this is to do with like the witch wound, sort of. But
1: it's the
0: idea that you can only have these gifts if something in you has to be sacrificed.
1: Do you know what I mean? I totally 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because I
0: know I used to have it in me that if you can do what we do, that you shouldn't charge for it. Yeah. Of course, that's ridiculous, like the most ridiculous yeah. thing in the world. But I, I know how that was in the back of my mind. And I found it very hard to start charging for stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. Yeah, I just kind of made that connection there that it's like some punishment should be going along with it. I feel like I need to do my own little bit of past life healing around yeah. that. I'm going to make a note here now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Going back to the beginning. Mm. What was spirituality like for you growing up?
1: I grew up in a religious household. I was born to a man who is of Catholic faith and to a dad who was born Catholic and converted to the Baha'i faith when he was 21. So I don't know if you have heard of the Baha'i faith. No. Um so I, I meet people that do and some do, some don't. It's a very new faith that my dad is from Limerick and the first Baha'i that came to Ireland came to Limerick. So there will be a large cohort living there. Um the Baha'i Faith is a Iranian foreign faith my dad is Irish my dad has such strong faith like it's incredible it's so admirable and then my mom has the scared Catholic faith you have to you know oh jeez I didn't go to mass last week I better go next week growing up I would have been like dragged into mass hating my life inside mass doing the whole Catholic stuff and then I suppose with the Baha'i faith there is no clergy there is no mass they very much believe that all mankind is an equal so there's no hierarchy there is is a universal house of justice where people sit that make decisions but these decisions are not passed until the whole Baha'is of the world are consulted with this so it's not like we are saying this is how it goes. What I love about the Baha'i faith is that they believe women have such an important place in the world. And if you were living in a world where you only could afford to educate your son or your daughter, Baha'is would be encouraged to choose their actual daughter. So I suppose my memories out from the Baha'i faith would have been very much like reading prayers with my dad and then going to summer school and painting and colouring and learning about faith. So like I suppose I've grown up with that and it was just like any other typical household but like it was all contradictory in a sense that in the Catholic faith you know heaven and hell exist but in the Baha'i faith only heaven exists there is no such place as hell. I chat to my dad now and I say well this is what I think and he would say well their teachings from the Baha'i faith the Catholic faith is a beautiful faith the whole situation of the church you know so I suppose I have left that piece behind but when we look at kind of mother Mary and Jesus and I suppose that kind of ultimate sacrifice you know I think that that's something I've taken but you know moved into my teenage years and like was obsessed with tarot card witchcraft thinking okay this is just normal like but I now know it was a calling you know at the age of 16 I considered becoming a Baha'i but I made the choice not to yes then moved into my 20s 20s was my year was my decade I guess where it was the turbulent part of life where I guess I learned kind of karmic lessons really I think in my 20s so I experienced them but yeah and then I think it was kind of my late 20s when spirituality really came to blossom within my life
0: can I ask you Baha'i is that the word Mm -hmm. yeah so interesting I can't believe I've never heard of it it sounds so lovely it It is so lovely nice yeah Yeah. is it like a spin-off for want of a different word from another religion that's similar like Hinduism or something like that or is it its own thing that was created is it thousands of years old or is it a new thing
1: or I think it's about three hundred years old it's very new it's one of the newer things for me all faiths come from the same actual they, they all have the same teachings it's just when the kind of ego gets in and decides well this is what's going to happen in this faith and this is what's going to happen in this faith mm. you know there are similar, like in like around March time before the Baha'i new year Baha'i fat, very much similar to the actual Muslim faith so they would eat before sunrise and then they would eat and then they would fast until sun set yeah and that's very much to acknowledge the actual suffering in the world the Baha'i faith It is all about serving mankind any Baha'i you meet they're just oh they're just the most gentlest souls. I moved home for a year and a half in my late 20s and um, I used to start going to firesides which is prayer meetings so as I said there um is isn't a church so Baha'is would go to houses and they would have prayers and then they would chat and have food and it's just lovely. It was just amazing like I just you know and there's never any like force of well are you going to convert you know it's so accepting it's very welcoming you know and um, it's beautiful. Mm, It sounds really lovely. Yeah, it's funny just thinking about it now because I suppose when I'm working in my own, you know, angelic work, for me, I don't really kind of bring actually religion into it. So I haven't thought about the Baha'i faith, but my dad is very intrigued by my work, especially when I'm talking about stuff and he can relate it to his faith. That makes sense. And um, I know that the Baha'i's acknowledge angels as well he'd be very understanding of that i guess
0: so then in your late 20s you're saying you got brought back into spirituality yeah. what was your how did you dip your toe back in
1: so look i've always been into the tarot and i've always known angels existed they really interesting i so i would have been in a very difficult relationship about six months before that relationship ended a mutual friend died and she died in very tragic circumstances and I remember praying to her saying you need to help me you need to help me just leave I really need your help physically was not able to do it within that time period I was living in Numeric and my home place is in Kerry and I was offered a job in Abbey Field which is 10 minutes from my home place so I ended up taking the job but I was commuting back and forth from Nimerick. this relationship ended decided to move home to Kerry and my job was 10 minutes away so I just knew in my gut the universe was looking after me and I was befriending a lovely lady and she was gifted from birth gorgeous gorgeous woman she came into me one day very soon after the breakup and she said to me I have a gift for you and she gave me a rose quartz crystal and a packet of angel cards and said the angels asked me to give them to you No. Within that, I was at home for a year and a half, between a year and a half and two years. And I suppose I had experienced a lot of trauma in this relationship. And I remember going to, I was actually to my dad, I was like, dad, I need to go to therapy. And I went into the therapist and I said, look, I think I'm actually in an emotional abuse relationship. Can you just clarify that? And I'll be on, and I'll be on my way, you know? And she was like, well, you've been through a lot more than actually just that and that was really hard to take um, but I ended up being in therapy for a year and a half with her and within that time I that idea when you literally feels like everything is falling apart and you've nothing else left and this question of I am 28 my friends are out parting and I'm going through all this internal turmoil and I shared this recently on my Instagram page I remember being out in Valley Bunyan on the cliff walk and I was just looking out at the sea and I remember still how I felt that day that absolute emptiness and loneliness and where like where am I going and this intense feeling came over me and I'm getting goosebumps now. This intense feeling came over me and I just knew I wasn't alone. And just whatever way the sun shone in the clouds, it was like an actual angel in the sky and i knew really okay. So, you know what, life kind of went down. I went up to Dublin on a night out and I was like, this is great, crack lads. I um, decided to apply for a job and I moved. I got the job in Dublin. This, was, this, and this all happened. I came home from Dublin. And was moving to Dublin within like a three week. So there was no thinking behind this. It was just going, going, going. So it was definitely, I know it was, it was a pull really. And to make a long story short, I ended up moving in with a Reiki master.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. So like, like this was a coincidence. I did not believe this at all. So she practiced on me for about a year. She had just finished her training. And that's when I decided, well, I'm going to go down the route of learning how to train in Reiki for my own healing and then to expand and then I just didn't really feel Reiki where I was learning it so I found Debbie Boyle I was just really drawn to her she works with the angels she kept saying to me you know um would you ever work with the angels I was like no no <laughs> um and she was like you're really connected and I'm like okay I don't feel that and eventually I did and um, I had done three levels of that and it was like local and everything just switched on. And it was mm. it's been an incredible journey since.
0: Wow. I love that. Um, how you're saying like things happened really fast. And like, so, you know, you're in Dublin and you're getting Reiki. And I love those divinely guided series of events where you're just going like, Jesus, how did that happen? You know, and it but it, things that happen really quickly and synchronistically and suddenly you're in a completely different place doing something completely different, which ends up being exactly what you need in that moment.
1: You know, 100%.
0: yeah, even whether whether you even knew it or not at the time, like you were totally like following your gut and following yeah. your intuition and your intuitive pokes and pulls to go in the right yeah. direction.
1: yeah no it was incredible and just even that move while it impacted me then it's also the reason why why where my life has actually gone gone now and I know that where I meant where where I'm now is where I was meant to be
0: exactly exactly and how do you feel about like having gone through such difficulty in your 20s can you look back on it now and healed from it and move on from it or do you feel like it's hard to see the good in it not that it was Mm. do you know what I mean where you can see that it maybe helped you grow or have you gotten to that stage yet
1: yeah I have gotten to that stage and only very recently yeah um only very recently and um, I suppose there was a lot like there was a lot of anger you Mm. know like why did this happen to me why did I let this happen to me you know um A lot of different things. I'm in a place now where for me, the biggest thing was forgiving myself. That was my biggest thing. Forgiving my my ex-partner, you know, forgiving him was ultimately the last as well in that thing mm-hmm. of healing. Um, I think, like, how do you word this? It's a situation that happened. I know why it happened. I can understand the psychological reasons around kind of boundaries and not listening to your body and different things like that. But the person I am today and how I feel with my boundaries I've learned incredible lessons from that experience mm. and you know like and you know like when experiences happen in your life and like you don't learn the lesson and the universe comes back with something bigger mm-hmm. I can <laughs> yep. I can pinpoint <laughs> different times like you know oh I really let that person overstep my boundaries and I kind of plodded along and then I met this person and this was the ultimate lesson but this was the ultimate lesson because I was ready to open that space of healing I guess if that makes sense. I think for anybody who has been in a Abusive relationship. You do things and you say things to keep yourself safe. Yes, this was a huge thing for me. That things that I did that I was that I was very much ashamed of. I carried shame for a long time, and shame is a very heavy emotion to, I suppose, get rid of, to release, get rid of, is an awful way, but. I, every aspect of your life as well isn't it yeah yeah no for sure mm. and my like and it just impacts your self, your self-worth but the idea of I did what I did to keep myself safe and when I fully understood that And understood that I made all those choices to keep myself safe. It was like, that was the ultimate self-forgiveness for me. And I did the best I could with what I knew in that situation, you know. I was a very hurt person, you know. um, But I think as well, it's forgiving. Forgiving him as well. Um, And I remember... I didn't realise I was writing. I was going to share a post about domestic violence and I was um, writing posts. Now, I've never shared anything because it's something I don't feel like I need to share, but I've, I've, it's that idea of speaking my truth, but maybe I should do it in public, but that doesn't mean speaking your truth. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, mm-hmm. you you know, you can do that. But And I wrote that I forgive him. And in that moment, it's like my light saw his. And if this person goes away and gets the help they need, they can become a very different person. Mm. But whatever he chooses to do, that's that is his own business. I mean, of course, I still get triggered at times, but I'm in a space where I'm like, OK, I understand what's going on, and I'm, you know, and I'm completely OK. I feel very safe. I'm very safe. I'm very safe in my body. I'm very safe where I live. So and that's a thing as well is safety. You know, I didn't feel safe for a very long time.
0: Mm, I'm just um, I didn't go through exactly what you went through, but maybe something similar, more psychological it it's safety safety jesus yeah. it just when just before you said it i was thinking yeah. safety <laughs> mm-hmm. um it's so important it, it it can shape every decision that you make in your life like
1: yeah
0: whether or not you actually feel safe in the world you know the relationships yeah. that you choose to be in mm-hmm. who you choose to be with and i don't just mean romantic relationships mm-hmm. like but i'm on the subject of healing like i noticed something recently where um, your forgiveness was a huge thing actually where I f- the one person in particular had experienced particularly traumatic things themselves okay. so I only realized like maybe six months ago that whenever I thought about the harm that they had caused me
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would always instantly go to but they were such a damaged child and that kind of erased erased me letting myself feel harmed by them. Mm-hmm. And actually, just accepting the harm that they had done to me was like, boom. (laughs) Oh my God, it was like taking a ton of bricks off me. And it was just like recognizing it because yeah. it, it, once you say it, then you're like, that's kind of obvious, but it's actually just recognizing the importance of it to just yeah. kind of, just because somebody is a hurt person who hurt mm-hmm. you, that doesn't mean they didn't hurt you. 100%. It doesn't erase it, you know? Yeah. But another thing I noticed with like my own healing journey, I was going to say, is that recently, especially songs, I'm very connected with songs mm-hmm. and people remind me of songs and things like this I've been hearing of course you know all these messages come through to remind yeah. you that you've healed or learned something or whatever I keep hearing these songs from previous relationships and friendships and stuff like that things that were not very nice and I'd really bore associations with them and it reminds, gives you a memory of something and it's kind of like going oh I'm actually able to think back and remember a good memory even though it was collectively the whole thing together was a bad experience mm-hmm. of course within it there's some good memories there were some laughs there was something yeah. fun you know there was reasons for you to be there in the first place yes. you know yeah. there was something in it that was young and innocent and I felt like it was just a mark in my healing of kind of going yeah you actually can look back and remember something happy from that time and not have it weighed down by the unhappiness of the overall situation yeah which is good because otherwise you're thinking I was 100% happy for x amount of years of my life you know whereas in reality you probably weren't every single second of every single day you know
1: yeah no for sure 100% Mm. yeah and I think and I suppose like when you do experience a trauma I think when you're in when you're I suppose when you're healing there is this idea that it almost consumes you so does that make sense and mm-hmm. but then when you come to that space where healing is you know kind of occurring and you're understanding yeah well do you know what good things did actually happen because I would say that my memory will be quite bad and now I'm starting to get flashbacks of things mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed with people I knew at that time and different things so it's very interesting but um you know it has I I mean I'm very proud of the person I am I'm I'm extremely resilient and I'm so strong and there are things I would never have said about about mm. myself I would have said I was weak but no mm. no 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 yeah. just incredible strength and incredible incredible resilience it's actually a
0: total misconception that someone who's in a shitty relationship yeah. is really weak you yeah. know it's yeah. like do you know what it takes to be in that you know what I mean it's like yeah. it's obviously it's not a good mm. thing but it, it's quite the opposite I yeah. think
1: yeah, you know? no, it is incredible.
0: Yeah, but to get through it and to actually get to a place where you want a good life for yourself afterwards, yeah. and you have the courage to go out and do it again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I do think that there is a weakness associated with. You no, know, I could be wrong, but like with women, not actually leaving you know and there's a whole psychological aspect mm. to that it's not as easy as well i'm going by you know no, and um, you know there is definitely a lot of wearing down and grooming and different aspects to how you know violence in your relationship so for any woman or man who has been and is currently in you know it takes incredible strength you know um mm-hmm. incredible strength
0: and they have it You know, yeah, or one
1: hundred percent if you
0: if you have it in you to be in it, you have it in you to get the fuck out of it. Yeah, one hundred
1: percent. And one hundred percent. Absolutely. Well, what
0: I'd love to know. I'm always interested in knowing about people's clairs Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: how do you see things? So angels are the main thing that you work with. Yeah. When I work with angels, I feel them like coolness in the air Mm -hmm. or sometimes I might feel like, uh, or, you know, that you can like sense a feeling and a knowing as to who's there. Um, I would perceive things clairvoyantly as well. Um, So that's a lot of how the message would come through to me or Mm -hmm. sometimes I see lights around me in this yeah like actually physically around me Mm
1: -hmm. what's it like for you yeah it's all rainbows and unicorns (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's very similar actually to you so like that I suppose it's clear cognizance that was called it's the knowing Knowing. I can't I can't explain it so I would see flashes um of light and the colors would come through of whether it's an angel or whether it's like sometimes a blue might flash. And I'm like, I know it's probably Archangel Michael, but I feel like it's more of a strength sign coming through for somebody. So, but it's just knowing in that instant. Mm. Um, I would see things within with in my mind. Like I could be looking at you and tell you that there is a white like light coming down over your face. And while I can't physically see it, I can see it perfectly inside my mind you mean Um, your eyes closed yes Yeah, yeah or or actually sometimes with my eyes open and I it's actually like if you think of a apple right now and you're thinking of of a apple and you can see an apple that's exactly how it is for me
0: that's the perfect way to describe it.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. it, you know, yeah. so like I could have my eyes open and I can still see what's happening. I know it's, it sounds a bit strange. I do feel as well. I would feel, <laughs> um, I would feel breezes. I would feel tingling. I'm trying to think, I, I. I've had the, I can't, the one where you smell I've had that a couple of times that's been amazing I don't even know all the types of clears. I just know the one that actually applies to me I'm somebody who tends to only learn stuff that actually applies to me and I just just throw it just throw everything else away and what I find though as well is that the client depending on the energy that's kind of moving it could be very strong for some clients maybe not so strong for others if that makes sense so Mm yeah yeah interesting
0: I think there is a a, I think of some people nothing nothing against the client but some people are more open than other
1: yeah 100% I 100% agree um yeah and I would be very intuitive so I'm listening to the listening to what's coming through messages and for a while like I really when I start things come in and be like I can't say that yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. you know or like um, I'll get <laughs> but now I'm trusting this isn't for me so yeah. I'm giving you this it might not make sense now it might in the future or it might make sense to somebody you speak to in 10 days time but this is a message for you and you need to hear it
0: mm yeah that's often the thing as well is that because on the energetic spiritual realm like time mm-hmm. doesn't exactly exist I'm also yeah. in my readings like please listen back to this in a month
1: yeah. you may
0: today think that it's absolute cocky pop but like yeah. <laughs> it's in in a few months it you may look back and go oh my god that makes absolutely perfect yeah. sense to me today yeah. So there are messages in there that are often quite timeless. Yeah, that, for sure. But they may not make sense to you in the day. Plus, when you're giving a reading or a healing, the person has a lot to take in you know mm-hmm. there's a lot going yeah. on between you actually physically like healing and energetically healing you're mentally trying to take stuff in and you can only take in so much in one day so it, it, there are definitely messages that can um, land differently at another absolutely. time yeah, absolutely. absolutely yeah absolutely yeah cool so it's angelic healing is what you mainly yes. do at the moment
1: isn't that it is, yeah that's correct so yeah. I am trained in Reiki but I just don't feel drawn to it anymore so I don't yeah. offer it um if it comes up which it really does I will bring in the symbols but I work primarily with the angelic guys yeah. and um as my yeah. mentor Debbie says they're the lads she calls them the lads the lads over here the lads <laughs> are
0: <laughs> come in lads come yeah. in lads jesus don't leave the door open yeah. so i had an angelic healing with you recently and it was absolutely gorgeous i can't wait to come back for more it was amazing i have a tendency to forget about all of the things that are wrong with me and not that i have a whole lot wrong with me but like i, I just if something if i don't have a pain on a given day i will it'll be gone from my, you know, it's gone from me. But you went straight down. Like I have issues with fibroids going back a while. Now, touch wood, haven't had an issue for a couple Mm. of months, which is amazing. But you went straight there and I was like, I didn't even tell. Her, <laughs> you know, it was the first place that you were guided to or drawn to, yeah. or whatever way, yeah. and it was just really, really powerful, really amazing. I've had a lot of womb healing experiences, and you know what? Recently, in the last few months, what's funny is I found there was a January, February. I had a, quite a few people come to me specifically for sacred healing and womb okay. healing. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when you're doing healing on a client, because I know past life healing is mostly what to do, but it is healing as well. It's mm-hmm. not just like it is. There is an element of energy healing to it as well. It's not just a, a psychic reading, but I felt like it did loads of healing on me. OK, even yeah. though I was healing the client as well yeah, yeah. and I wonder do you ever find that that like sometimes in your sessions there's
1: a message for you as well as the client does that ever happen with you like what I find is me, every client that has come to me I can resonate with them on some level to a sense yeah. of I've been there or I'm going through that it's an interesting one yeah, the, the um, angelic energy healing. Every time I do a session, I feel like I'm doing it for the first time, every time. Because I'm like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Isn't it amazing? And they're like, oh yeah, my God. <laughs> but it's just
0: constantly impressed by yourself
1: (laughs) (laughs) well I have to say now disclaimer it is not me I cannot take I cannot (laughs) take the credit I am simply only a channel and that's something that I really tell people that I am not healing you I am simply a channel between the the um, angelic realm and you and you are healing yourself and like well why would you so (laughs) well I just think they get into the nitty gritty of That's really what I think about the angels. They really do. They just go and they just find what needs to come out. But the thing is as well, like, I mean, a blockage or it can be identified and a blockage is like kind of a ball of actual energy, you know, it's not a physical, you know, blockage. But if someone's not ready though to... Release that trauma, that pain, that emotion, you know, you're going to come away still with that if that makes sense. Mm. So, I suppose it's really supporting clients to meet them where they're at. Mm. And for me, that the talking before and after is really, really important, you know, and I do tend to give homework. Yeah. So, and whether it's you know like maybe courses that I've done, or whether it's journaling or stuff, as the work that you do then outside the healing room, that's the most profound work. So it's really guiding people as well, you know, to be their own healer.
0: Exactly, and everyone will heal at their own pace. Yeah. yeah. You can't expect things to be gone in one session because yes. you probably have a fucking mental breakdown the next day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not capable. Like it's yeah. You can't yeah. heal thirty years of trauma in one session. One hundred
1: percent. You know, you know, and I would find that some clients they come once and they don't come back. You know, for a long time. And I started using the actual um, analogy. You know, that if you go to a doctor and he gives you a prescription for seven days and you take two and you feel better and you don't yeah. take the rest, and then in three months you're like, why are my symptoms back? yeah because you know you didn't finish the course so with the angelic energy healing, we we would always say between three and five sessions mm-hmm. within a actual period of time and then you know whether you want to come back for kind of wellness whether you want to come back to a later date but giving yourself time to because you have to process each layer of actually healing there is a level of processing and i find that when you go deeper and deeper it gets harder it doesn't yeah. get easier. I think there is this idea that you're going healing and it's going to be, you know, you're like, okay. Maybe for some people it's like, okay, this is great. Now I want to be healed of this. But it, it gets harder before it gets better. You know, that whole, you have to be in the darkness for a while before you can begin mm-hmm. to, see, to see the light. And for me, because I've been there, I, you know, in a sense that I understand, I, I suppose I understand what it's like to be in the dark. Finding that light and finding that light was me finding me, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah.
0: Amen, sister.
1: Yeah, Ew. completely. <laughs> I know, sorry. White woman from Ireland should not try to pull off
0: that. <laughs> i won't be saying that again. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, sorry. <laughs> it is so true. It is so bloody cliche. I should just put this on a quote and put it on Instagram, but it is finding a way back to you really really is it's getting to know who you really are yeah you know and especially if you've had experiences where you've been psychologically abused or gaslit or anything like that Mm -hmm. you don't know who the fuck you are
1: yeah for sure. you really
0: don't like and you really need to get to know that person again and actually start to like yourself again so angelic healing is beautiful can I ask you something yeah. How do you feel about the idea that angels or archangels don't have free will? have you heard that or have you been taught that? Or yeah. how does that work? Yeah,
1: yeah like I suppose this is something that I do, I suppose this is something that I have been taught. Yeah. Um, and she says, now you're saying it, like I'm like, do I wholly believe it? I'm just yeah. like, okay. <laughs> um so and I suppose I've been taught that. Angels don't have free will in the sense that they can't intervene in your life unless you ask for help. Mm. So, at the start of my sessions, we always set back the intention, and that's letting the angels know that you're giving permission. Yeah, because it's, oh, yeah, Jesus, Misha, you have me now thinking, it's so not there. I know. <laughs> Jesus, don't have me thinking like this on the podcast in all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have texted you
1: this question yeah.
0: last week. Apologies. <laughs>
1: um yeah, yeah like, I just I like, just find it funny like for me right it's this idea so bad things happen to people you know and people are like well if there is angels then why didn't they intervene why did not they help me and you know I mean and I can't answer that but I just know that bad things happen to people all the time and a lot of actions are act of men they're not an act of actual higher power yeah um, that's that's how I answer that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's but like, well, who I, so, did that? I mean, a human did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah.
1: Then no, but then when I think about it, like you know, I mean, I could sit here and be like, okay, well, I want a new car, right? Okay, sitting here, but it's that idea of asking, you have to ask Archangel Gabriel, because he comes straight through. I want to carry angel Gabriel. And mm. um, so he comes straight I, I through. Take one too. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for me is it more the idea that you actually have to ask. You can't assume that they're listening to, you know, oh God, this car, oh my God, it's wrecked my head. I need a new one. And assuming the angels are listening, you have to ask them. Yeah. yeah okay so I yeah. think that's how I would understand the will, there yeah because there certainly has been instances in my life um, where situations happened and I'm like oh my god somebody was definitely looking out for, me. and I didn't ask anybody do you know what I mean so yeah I think that's what I believe in the whole idea of free will is that you have to ask because yeah they're hearing us but For me, I don't feel like they're going to intervene, I suppose, in a situation like that, if you're not praying or asking or speaking with them. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. So I love your writings that Mm. you have.
1: You do really lovely
0: poetry on your Instagram. It's really nice. And I wonder around, like, what is your creative process where do you come up with these poems um do you channel do you in nature how does it come to you
1: yeah so it's all channeled like I could be sitting down watching tv and words will come into my head and I just take my phone out and I start writing and it just comes through Mm. Um, but I can resonate with every single word that I'm writing and I feel like I'm writing from my soul my soul is talking you yes. know, it's like, it's not ego, it's my soul. You know, if I could have a conversation with my soul, that's what he, that's what. I do to say he. Well, maybe I've got a masculine soul. <laughs> he
0: said. Genderless, I would say. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, when I use the word soul, I would mean higher self to me they'd be the same kind of word you know yeah. but for me that's like the part of us that is completely clued into the eternal wisdom of the whole mm. entire universe and everything yeah. that's ever existed ever will exist you know it's mm-hmm. that spark of you that's uh divine I suppose for a better yeah. word
1: yeah. um
0: so that's lovely that's really really nice so it's not even intentional is it more that when you switch your brain off
1: yeah i know exactly. No, exactly now i know for i did a post was it for international women's day i think it was and i never actually said it was channelled by mother mary i copyrighted her and oh. um, she wasn't very happy about that <laughs> but, um she's all about the credit that one yeah <laughs> But um, I did want, I I had an idea of using photographs and I didn't know what to write. So I asked her directly, what do you want me to write? And I wrote a piece. But everything I write, every little quote I post, I am taking you along my healing. Journey. This isn't me sparking, like I'm a healer, higher power, like hierarchy stuff. It's a thought that comes that has been a result of a light bulb moment for me or a healing moment in my life. So, all my, let's say, inspiration or whatever, or my posts or my creativity, I'm actually guiding you along my healing journey, hoping that it reaches somebody else who needs to see it, you know? Mm. So, I suppose my page, even like it's very personal, you know?
0: It is, and it takes a lot of courage to share everything that you share. My third eye is all a tingle, just as you said that last little Mm. bit there. It's really nice. Really love the idea of it. Do you want to tell me about your Kundalini tangent that you're going in now with your work?
1: Yeah, so I will have a new offering in the end of April. I attuned to... Kundalini Reiki and um, Kate O'Connell she is Seeds for the Soul she's based down in Kuma Court so I suppose I don't feel the pull to Reiki anymore but I was feeling the pull to Kundalini Reiki and I was seeing the serpent a lot before I even came across this I was mm-hmm. like, what is like why am I being called do you know what I just I'm going to go I'm being called for like a certain reason Kundalini Reiki is really about activating the kind of fire and serpent energy the kind of divine feminine energy within it's very 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 focusing, you know, on the, I suppose, lower chakras, kind of um, heavier chakras, sacral and the solar plexus now for me. I ended up using it on a client recently that I hadn't planned, but it was just coming through. And it was their upper chakras that was very much coming in. But it is like a fire lit under your hole and you're literally like, and it's just like, it's amazing for awakening strength and power, courage, any gifts that you want to come through. I found that my visions are so much sharper and there's different kind of tangents to it as well. There's like DNA Reiki, there is past lives Reiki and I would never have like dipped into past life or, but there's visions coming through which are bringing really important messages for clients so i'm really excited to be bringing that so i would be offering that as a healing by itself it's actually very short but it would be incorporated in the angelic energy healing but look if it comes through it comes through anyway but yeah. um it's very much amazing and light. and unlike the way it's isn't any symbols it's not structured it's very much just going with the flow of energy yeah I did
0: that. Reiki years and years ago and yeah. I just didn't really connect with it. Um, mm-hmm. I think the symbols were a turn off and it yeah. just reminded me a little bit of religion. Okay. And then I moved on to just regular energy healing. Yeah, yeah. Um, where you're really just dealing with energy as opposed to any sort of rules or rituals around 100% and I
1: think that's what I love about the angelic energy healing because even though I've been trained I've been shown certain ways certain angels have have shown me different healing techniques and, and and knowing that you can trust that and that that is equally as powerful and you know healing for clients and i just love that flexibility and the angels flexible bunch there <laughs> yeah. very amenable bunch very yeah. Nice <laughs> yeah
0: yeah very good when I, my Kundalini, I don't even know if it was my Kundalini awakening. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing I can liken it to it was about a year ago. It was more than a year and a few months ago. And at the time I was listening a lot to maybe like about half an hour of shamanic drumming. Mm-hmm. I just, had got, I don't even know how it started, but I just had gotten into this habit of listening to that, meditating with it and seeing what will come in. For a lot of it, I got a lot of spirit animal stuff. And and then the serpent started to come through okay
1: and I was like what
0: the feck is this and the serpent always would come up through the base of my spine yeah. and meander like yeah this oh
1: absolutely out out through annoying. my chakras yeah absolutely. but then
0: we'll go up into my crown and just like sit there And that was happening for a while. And then I noticed my clairvoyance went from not to a million overnight. It just completely exploded. There was a lot of stuff happening at the same time. Like this was major awakening sort of territory. Worked with Archangel Metatron a lot at the time, actually, who has recently come back. He's come back into my life. Oh, it's (laughs) coming back. But I think those two kind of experiences together were a huge part of me tapping into my clairvoyance again mm-hmm. and actually trusting it and understanding it. And very soon after that, actually people's past lives started coming through in okay. energy healing. And I was like, like that, I was like, what is this? I was like, yeah. I didn't even know what that is. And then figured it out. I was lucky to have clients who had, had past life healing. They okay, like you're my past life and um figured it out in that way but the kundalini aspect of it was powerful like i was very disconnected felt, felt very insecure very unrooted so yeah. that lower chakra sort of energy the sacral sexual energy like all of that yeah. very disconnected from all yeah. of that yeah. and it just like lit a lit a fire in me again
1: <laughs> yeah no 100% <laughs> and just yeah it's a beautiful like, connection yeah go on, I, keep got, I keep cutting over you I'm so sorry I am um, and, and I think that's why I was called to the continuing Reiki was in the sense of like um you know I'm not like I'm not grounded I'm definitely getting a lot better um definitely like you know up in the clouds but that idea of, it's that idea of trust and actually presence and that very much comes into like for me I feel that in my lower chakras that I need to be grounded so I need to be trusting and to be present. yeah no so I'm really excited to be bringing that into my treatment rooms
0: and yeah. it's especially for female clients it's probably something really powerful that a lot yeah, of yeah I think
1: I think so a lot of clients would come and I will be very drawn to their sacral chakras and Bridget always comes in and she always wants to like ignite a flame like that really it's like that rising that wild woman rising that's yeah. what it feels like you know yeah and the, it's it's this massive call home like we're all been called to come back into our most authentic self and women are hearing that now in my legs the goosebumps in my legs right now and women are definitely hearing the call now
0: yeah it's no. great there is not to overuse the word but it is kind of an awakening yeah I don't know is it all over the world is it an Irish thing or what is it or is it all the time that we've all had in the last couple of years to shift our perspectives and everything yeah. like that I feel like the collective shame is lifting yeah the collective feelings of disconnection from your yeah. own joy you know experiencing yeah. joy and security and freedom it's yeah. all kind of like shifting and coming together and it's all wrapped up in that kundalini energy
1: yeah no for sure and really interesting when you were just talking there ancestral healing came up for me just popped into my mind and I think that idea of healing our our um, lineage but also I suppose those lessons and feelings that we can carried on you and i think shame was a massive one that, and i think that basis comes from like, the old ireland of the catholic church which many of our parents still be very much that well you know mm. this is how i was raised or this is how my parents would have taught me and very much mm. still being instilled in those teachings and that now not all but you know um
0: 100 yeah you
1: know,
0: i foolishly brought up the subject of mother and baby homes the last time i was at home okay and You know, my parents really wanted me to understand that they weren't all bad. And I'm like, of course, they weren't all bad as in there was Mm. bad eggs and everything like that. But they, I think, can't fully absorb the fact that there was such horrific abuses happening Mm. under everyone's nose. Yeah. And probably most people did actually know a fair idea of what was going on, but it was ignored. Yeah. And I think that there is not an ability to really accept that. Yeah. Whereas now we're kind of like, I feel like our generation is like, it is okay to air our dirty laundry.
1: Yeah, for sure
0: show to the world these horrendous things happened but we're making a difference we're changing we're stopping it it's it ends here it ends in this generation yeah done you know these things will not be carried on and we live in a very imperfect country still Mm -hmm. though I'm very proud to be Irish and I'm very proud of how much the country has changed since I was born Mm -hmm. like it's incredible but there's still so much more to do and I was reminded of something there when you were saying about ancestral healing I don't know if you know this that when your mother mm-hmm. was a five month old fetus mm-hmm. she had all the eggs that she would ever have yeah. so you existed in your grandmother's womb yeah and she yeah. existed in your great-great-grandmother's yeah. womb I probably have that wrong yeah. it's within us like mm-hmm. not to mention for people like you and me who can probably feel the pain of the land and feel yeah. the pain of the fucking air yeah. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I don't even want to breathe it. No, that's a bit much. But you know what I mean? You can feel the energy of places.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. And it's funny when we're talking about this, I feel like the actual heaviness that Mm. our generation, we have a lot to heal. Because when you heal, it stops at you. Do you know what I mean? As that cycle, you know? And I suppose there is a healing of the land. There is. There's been a lot of trauma bestowed upon the land, especially with graves, mass graves for Mm -hmm. babies and different things. So the land needs to be healed. But I find for me, like, I mean, I've always loved nature, but I hear her now. I hear her and I talk to her and I'm being called back to her. And I think there's more, yeah, (laughs) there's more healers being called to come to the land because she needs healing. She just needs, you know, Absolutely. Mama Ert
0: needs a hug too, you know. She does. She does. Yeah. She needs a little bit of a treat yourself day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this St. Patrick's Day really made me think about that a mm. lot. I've always grown up with a pride around being Irish, mm-hmm. like I really, really have. Yeah. And that was definitely very, very instilled in me. But when you think about how Irish people are perceived around the world as alcoholics mm-hmm. or you know a bit thick and you know it's like the simple drunk Irish Egypt. yeah but I think yeah. that I don't like you yeah. know because yeah. I know that that's not actually what the reality of being no. here is like of no. course look at there's always the village idiot or whatever but yeah no <laughs> and sure. there's there's plenty of alcohol abuse and everything like that mm-hmm. but when you think about it. I think it makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we're living in a patriarchy. We're living in a land where people have been so fucking suppressed for mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And that causes pain because yeah. you're constantly being told that how you want to exist is not OK. Yeah, And that pain has to be covered up some way
1: yeah like
0: it's surprising yeah. there isn't a larger drug abuse problem in Ireland you know we're lucky it's mostly alcohol I just feel like there's so much of that that has to be healed and for me it's really it's kids that's mm-hmm. where it's going to start I've kind of pretty much disconnecting from the generation behind mm-hmm. me I'm like listen you can carry your shame to the grave yeah. we don't yeah. fucking have to yeah. it's time for healing and releasing to begin it's it's like kind of I was thinking about it like God I'm a little bit ashamed to be proud to be Irish mm-hmm. and now it's like no actually I'm gonna fucking reclaim that pride yeah. it's mine and and I feel it and I really do feel it I love this land like I feel like yeah I feel like maybe I have been a part of this land for a long long time mm-hmm. as a soul you know and I feel like it like maybe it's a part of my mission to be a part of that mm-hmm. healing for all of us. And I think that Ireland is a great sanctuary for healing.
1: Oh, and for people like us yeah. doing
0: our kind of work, like a great place for people to come to to
1: heal, you know. Like- I think Ireland, as I said, has been sold like the kind of drunk, great, you know, the kind of having the great, the crack. The great crack. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but we're definitely it's like it's coming full circle now where people are once again recognising the um, indigenous ways of the Irish are recognising, I suppose, like I'm actually looking at a book here um Cara. And oh, spiritual yeah. wisdom from the celtic world and coming Jonah back Donnery. yeah like it's my favorite book and like coming back to that idea of our mythological history about you know the goddesses and about nature and I think that that is and actually I can see energy lifting from the land as I say this this is bringing healing to Mm. the land
0: we have a lot of healing to do but I feel very hopeful for it Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I think Mm -hmm. there's
0: a lot of people around around Ireland but around the world who are like Mm -hmm. I'm fucking here for it let's do it you know let's let's make Mm -hmm. this change let's do it So I wanted to ask you a about your spirit team your guides do you have people who you call in every single day are you mm-hmm. more into your deities or your angels or do you communicate with galactic beings at all mm-hmm. or what what are your who are your go-tos who are your mm-hmm. people that you call on or yeah. they're on there all the
1: time? yeah so galactic beings I've never I've never had any connection um I didn't even know they existed until I found you that's really interesting but I'm all for it I'm very open to the energy but I work with Goddess Bridget a lot I love Goddess Bridget I work with Archangel Gabriel Archangel Shekinah. Michael Michael is even if I don't call him in he's always there very present and, and I use him a lot more now than what I did and I think he was always like knocking going come on I want you to I want you to work with me you know yeah and sometimes it's just like there's days it's just who it's whoever comes in but at the moment it's Goddess Bridget and it's Mother Mary and it's Archangel Gabriel they're the three that I feel so connected to doing a lot of healing on my sacral and I feel there's a incredible to work when it comes to sacral chakra when I'm with clients Archangel Shakina or she is in like she so she comes in very much in my professional healing sessions I guess so she would be a female version of the holy spirit and she just has this incredible purifying energy she'd be seen as like a bright white light she might be seen as gold but she's just incredible and I, I, and I guess I work a lot with archangel Dizakian as well You know just There's days when you're like I have this pain And I can't shift it I know I'm carrying Someone else's stuff mm. So And I find him Very potent for that But he's incredible For pulling heavy stuff out Like I mean oh. i like I've pulled like Like weights I've seen weights Like ton weights Come out of people He just He's a strong man Him <laughs>
0: yeah. good, good man for the job <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Very good. So that's who you would call in yeah. yourself. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of blue yeah. energy behind you since we got on the yeah. on the call. Michael. Yeah, there he is. I would definitely, yeah, work a lot with Archangel yeah. Michael as well and the Mary's. Um mm-hmm. and Shekina, you introduced me to, so mm-hmm. definitely connecting in more with that sort of energy. Yeah. Do you find that and I find this like I'm often more connected to the ones that I know and grew up with
1: yeah I get that I think the angels that I would have been aware of before doing before training or becoming a healer definitely I feel closer to them if that makes sense now Shekin, I suppose suppose something I would never have heard of before I had met Debbie but definitely she's said, but yeah no I totally resonate with that yeah. um yeah. but for me like it's kind of like for me it's and look I think it's for anybody you know I started and it was just like gathering things in my bag as I went along you know I wasn't initially attracted or t- you know to working with goddess energy or feeling goddess energy kind of just came in when it meant to come in so but goddess Bridget she's somebody who I just hold so closely
0: yeah. yeah it was actually the same with Felicity last on last week's podcast oh, wow. yeah she
1: was that so- was amazing by the way I really enjoyed listening. To good
0: thank you thanks so a yeah. well. I enjoyed the conversation what kind of spiritual practices could you uh, advise people on or what, what are your spiritual practices, like your go to's that uh, keep the old energy flowing? Yes.
1: Yeah, so my go to is my pillar of protection with Archangel Michael. So mm. that for me is a necessary if I've been around ener- heavy energy, whether it's a situation or a toxic person or whether I, I'm feeling scared or going into something having a bath. Oh my God, sitting in water, just leaving the tears flow. It's so powerful. I love music. A lot of my spiritual practices are not, it's not, it's actually just using tools that are so available to anybody. Absolutely love music. And I just love being out in nature. What I really love in nature is that when it's a really cold day, and it's really windy, and this wind is just slapping off you, it's like it's knocking everything out of you that needs to go out. And one thing I I would love for people to know, and it's something that some clients who may have not come from end for energy healing before, like when I tell them, you know, you can work with angels outside of hearing. And it's that idea that, the angels are open to everybody. You don't have to be a healer. We are all healers anyway. Just somebody chooses to work as a healer. So that's something I would say to say to people that if you do want to work with the angels, whether it's to clear your energy, and there's no special way to say it because once there is intention behind it and intention is so important. For me, my go-to practices are having a bath going in the car, listening to music, having a good cry and walking out in nature without music, just listening to what's going on around. I love
0: that. I would do all of those things yeah. actually also for the bath I've taken to cold showers now which I find okay, is fantastically <laughs> invigorating it's wonderful I've started to actually like it which I was like I didn't know two weeks ago I would have said that is physically impossible for me to yeah. actually like it now I'm kind of like I know how pumped I'm going to be afterwards so it's yeah. actually really nice but the wind thing I've always used the elements to cleanse me like yeah. that Like the sun, I think of as energizing every cell in my body. You know, you're earthing Mm. yourself down into the ground and the wind. What happened to me was I was in um, Italy and I don't know if you know my story about clairvoyantly meeting St. Francis. So it was maybe a couple of days before that I was walking along and this was a solo hike. And I went by this Mother Mary shrine, this gust of wind because it was like Mm. warm still kind of a day and this gust of wind just came along and just like it actually felt like it blew through every cell of my body and out the other side and I got this message that it was a reset all the wounds of the past are being like blown and cleansed out of you and this you're having a reset moment it was really really powerful but I love wind for that
1: What I find about the actual spiritual tools is like you can get sucked into buying all of the bits and pieces, but everything you need is in nature. I love crystals. I have them. I don't work with them with clients, but like everything you need is already outside and within you.
0: Yeah, I totally 110% agree. And I have been pulled into or I have been drawn to buy certain crystals at different mm-hmm. times. And yeah. today I was drawn, well actually just before our conversation, I felt like putting on carnelian bracelet and necklace. Uh-huh. And it just makes me think of Mary Magdalene and Mother yeah. Mary. And I can be drawn to different things at that at different times, but a lot of the time I think they're just symbols.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. just
0: means something to you as a symbol mm-hmm. and you can give a symbol a meaning and then it means For that sure. meaning. But um a lot of those things are are lovely but even sage in your room you don't just sage your room you set the intention that you're cleansing the room yeah. with the sage yeah. you know it's not it's not even really I don't think the sage that's doing the work it's your intention yeah. that's doing the work it's your energy that you put behind it mm. so I think a lot of spiritual practices are
1: a money-making racket <laughs> There you go. I said it. Oh, look, it's so, so e- it's so evil. Look, it's like anything. We take something and we just like absolutely like take the piss out of it. But it is its intention. Its intention. What is your intention? And once your intention is pure, you know your your intention is heard a thousand times over.
0: Yeah, I love that. Once your intention is pure, your intention is heard a thousand times over.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna coach um, quote, quote you on that now. Yeah, you know, better now. I have like the. What is it like? the little R symbol beside that little? Is it like registered code or TM? I don't know. I'm oh yeah, hard. yeah, <laughs> yeah, trademark. Oh, that's yeah.
0: the one, trademark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll see who gets up the call quickest <laughs> or gets it. <into> the- <laughs> Have you any final messages for the listeners who are starting out or anywhere along their spiritual hmm. journey?
1: I think a lesson. That if you are thinking about coming for healing or you want to dive more into spiritual work or spirituality, you need to know that you are completely worth it. And I think that that is something that I needed to learn was that I am worth every piece of healing I've done and you are too. And just trusting and knowing that whatever you feel, just knowing that that is where you'll be pulled. And sometimes things don't make sense and they don't need to, but you just have to trust and knowing that your angels are always available to you and you're never alone. You just have to call upon them and just trust that you are wholly loved by your healing team. That's beautiful. Uh, Absolutely it's- lovely.
0: I'm a little bit emotional listening to you saying that now. Really, really lovely. Thank you so much, Catherine. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. You know, I thought we cracked the code with Jenny with the muffins and the chocolate and everything, but she's pretty much napped throughout this whole process. So I have a feeling I'm gonna be editing this podcast myself. Okay, plan A has backfired. We will move on to plan B. I don't know what that is. You could put your suggestions on a postcard. That would be amazing. So there you have it. Thanks for joining me for another week of Spiritual Seeds. I hope that you got some useful information there, some helpful take-home advice. Um, if you'd like to chat with Catherine, you'll find her at CF Energy Healing on Instagram. And if you want to talk about the show, you can email me at spiritualseedspodcast at gmail.com or you'll find me on Instagram at leisha.o.connor. So thanks, Emil, for being here again, guys. Love your support. Thank you all so much. If you have a minute, please go on to Apple and rate and review or go onto Spotify and just click the five stars button if you feel called to. Thanks Emil and see you next week.